Welcome to the Colander Medical Radio Show with Dr. Brian Colander, MD. Dr. Colander is a board-certified internal medicine physician who specializes in the assessment and treatment of artery disease. His medical practice is dedicated to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are going to be talking to Dr. Colander about his unique personalized concierge practice and his plan for revolutionizing healthcare. His vision focuses on preventing the events that lead to all the catastrophic diseases of our time. Dr. Colander will talk to us about how and why we develop chronic systemic disease and the course we ought to take to prevent it. To find out more about how to avoid diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart attack, and stroke, stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. Welcome to another edition of the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us talking about his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also talk to us about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're encouraging you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Colander, welcome. We're always happy to have you here with the latest updates on everything about prevention, COVID, whatever. I did want to ask you a question, though, because you've had the show now going for a couple of years, and I was in Miami and meeting a musician who talked to me about a very dramatic experience he had playing in front of a large audience with a group, and the young lead player just simply dropped and passed out at the very end of the performance before the show was over. And people jumped up all over the stage, and he was given CPR, and his heart had stopped. And this musician asked me, how is that possible? He ate, you know, only healthy food. He bicycled. He exercised. He was in great shape. Everybody was admiring him about how strong and healthy he was. And how did it happen that he just keeled over on the stage? He's now, he was now going into triple bypass surgery. How did that happen? How old did you say he was? Late 40s. I mean, still, you could have said 60 and it's too young. Right. For all that. You know, the message here and the lesson is you cannot assume anything. And chronic illness is becoming more and more prevalent in our country at earlier ages. So even though there may be slightly fewer heart attacks, but death from heart attack is going up, strokes are occurring now at younger ages. And here you have a 40-year-old vegan right. musician collapsing during a concert. You know, and this is not a, a rock star. This is an orchestral player right. who's not living the crazy life. Right, exactly. So, right, so this isn't a rock star doing cocaine and drugs and staying out late. Not and, at all. Right. So it's this a health is, nut. Right. So the lesson to the listeners is there's nothing you can take as an assumption about you are or are not going to be healthy. Well, the interesting thing is this was a conversation we had in the parking lot exchanging instruments, and um, he was just shocked and said to me, I don't understand. He said, how is it possible that somebody that was 
you know, a person that we admired who he followed this very strict regimen of being healthy. He was so healthy. And I stopped him in his tracks and I said, he wasn't healthy at all. Are you kidding me? He was close to dying. And then, you know, Siobhan weighed in on the conversation and talked about the CIMT and how she had it. And everyone we know has had the CIMT and how important the test is. Next thing, next morning, I get an email from him. Where do I get the CIMT? I want to know what tests I have to get. The guy's got four kids. He said, I don't want this to be me mixed next time around. Right. And how many people come into my practice saying, I don't want to be a statistic who retires and then dies the right. next year. But There's... we're talking about somebody that's in their 40s, early, you know, 40s, 50s, that looks healthy. Here's the biggest thing that I notice. People will talk about the fact that they don't understand why somebody can have a heart attack and look healthy and exercise and eat well and go to the gym and have a Peloton bike. And how can this happen to him? This is not possible. They don't understand that that's not a diagnostic test telling you what's really, as Siobhan said, what's going on inside. Forget about him. I mean, there's the Bob Harper, who's the right. trainer on the television show, The Biggest Loser. So here's a guy who's representing himself as literally the most physically fit person in America, educating the country and the people on the show, the contestants about how to be healthy, how to lose weight. And he almost dies from a massive heart attack. And he did so poorly from his outcome that he actually ended up being on a blood thinner for poor health because his heart isn't beating right. He had a genetic defect that we've talked about on the show multiple times, an elevated lipoprotein A, or LP, little a for short. And this is genetics that doesn't know that you are exercising. It doesn't care. It doesn't care that you're a vegan or watching your diet or you're fit. If you have that, special attention needs to be paid, and you need to be on a program to make sure you're being watched. And... Nothing about our healthcare system informs anybody, even Bob Harper, who's a television star, even this person you met, who's a famous musician, who's working hard, none of it tells you what to think or do. Yeah, but I don't understand why. I mean, obviously, you were a, you know, an internal medicine specialist, board certified. You practiced primary care. My question to you is, all of these people out there, all of these patients, all of these listeners are depending on the medical society, the, the, the doctors that, they're, that are taking care of them to diagnose that they have this problem or to tell them about these tests or to make sure they get these diagnostic tests. How do people know what they don't know? It's not fair. Why are doctors not all telling their patients to get these tests that are available and that are simple and that can diagnose whether or not they've got a healthy heart or not. Well, we'll talk about this next segment, obviously, but the, you know, the real issue is our healthcare system is horribly broken and we're here to tell everyone about what you need to do. And that's what we're going to do. Exactly. And what the doctor's responsibility is as well. In the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. And if you are interested in finding out more about today's topic, or why you ought to be engaging with a concierge practice, please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. 
Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and discussing the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also talk about the simple tests that are available and necessary which help with the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we encourage you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. And if you want to talk to the doctor directly and get some straight answers, tune in Thursdays, 7 o'clock after the Mitch Album Show. Dr. Colander is on live for a full hour. I think we're the only show in the country that does this where you can call in and talk to the doctor directly. So don't miss your opportunity to tune in Thursdays at 7 p.m. following Mitch Album. Coming back to what we were talking about, how this musician that I met in Miami who was just devastated by the fact that he had this incident with his lead performer who just passed out, heart stopped, and is now was now as of yesterday going into triple bypass surgery. My question to you is, let's come back to the primary care physician. The tests are available. They've been out there. CT cardiac calcium scoring tests has been around for 20 years. CIMT has been around. The blood tests, all of the all tests that you're years. doing. 20 years. Right. Okay. So why are doctors not insisting that all of their patients be screened? What happened to the word screening? We're no longer going to protect doctors and make it look like it's not their fault, that it's insurance companies' fault for not covering screening tests. Yeah, but it also is the, I mean, I'm not letting them off the hook. We're not. I'm not We're letting, not. I'm not letting the major insurance companies off the hook. Or Because why them. is the CT cardiac calcium scoring test 20 years out not being covered? $100 for the test. Why can't they cover it? The listeners need to, I mean, I hate to say it, just, where are you going to go? I don't know. You know, there's not enough doctors in our community to take care of all the people looking for help because we're in a community where the doctors have flocked to the hospitals who are locked into the healthcare system that's broken. Unfortunately, in order to get good care, and I mean preventive care, the listeners need to look outside the system, outside of someone who only relies on insurance, because the insurance isn't covering prevention. So it costs a little out of pocket to get the tests. And I'm going to say more importantly, have the time with a doctor to review the results. Because as you know, Amory, having the test means nothing if the doctor doesn't know what to do with it. And that's why I will not let any listeners call and just get a CIMT in my office and then take it to their doctor who doesn't know what to do with the results. Mm -hmm. You can join the practice and have our system in place. I think... What well, when something's broken, you have to fix it. It's not good enough to know that, well, okay, I've got a high score. Or I've got a, a score that's, that's telling me there's something wrong. When I find out there's something wrong, my next question is, how do I fix it? So they have to be in a practice. They've got to be in your practice or a cardiologist or somebody's practice but that doctor has to be responsible for fixing it. 
You know, I think what a lot of doctors and patients don't recognize and listeners don't recognize is that like this person who had a triple bypass at 40, who's a vegan, this was preventable. You know, this is, and to say, well, how are you going to stop that if it's genetic? I'm going to say it doesn't matter what the cause is. The key is early identification. Right. Identify the disease early. So wherever you are, whoever you are, whenever you come into our practice or someone who knows what they're doing, we take you where you are. This is your baseline, good, bad, or horrible. Mm -hmm. And from that point, we take you away from risk. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, today and this week, I saw two patients who I've talked about on the show before, one specifically, who you would not think that they're healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, this lady's, you know, mid to late seventies. And last year she healed her arteries. She had, you know, on her first CIMT in 2019, just 2019, two years, three years ago, a lot of plaque, really high IMT score. So that means the IMT is the intima media thickness layer. That's the layer where plaque activity occurs. And the thicker that layer, the higher the risk. Mm -hmm. Because that's the layer that can rupture. Mm -hmm. So we put her on a program, and it's not like she's perfect. Mm -hmm. She's not like the expert diet, you know, at eating. She's not working out like a fiend. Mm -hmm. But she's trying to the degree that she can try. And the follow-up CIMT a year ago showed nothing. Wow. No plaque. And her IMT numbers dropped by 15%. Mm -hmm. And she came in today because she had her inflammation blood tests. Mm -hmm. And those are labs, Anne-Marie, that measure the activity process. I always prefer the IMT because it's a visual, objective measure. The labs you can't always trust. But Mm -hmm. her labs are perfect. Makes me and her feel like we're on the right path. So even at the age of 70, you can still turn the, turn the clock around. 75. And, and now she's 78. Wow. And got rid of the plaque. She didn't lose one pound. Mm-hmm. So now her body composition changed. You know, she lost 15% body fat and gained eight pounds of muscle at 75. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. You just have to try. Right. She doesn't have a trainer. She's just working out at home. But I think it all comes back to the diagnosis. I mean, we depend on doctors to tell us what we have to do, what tests. We were blindly going out there, getting a stress test, getting blood tests, getting EKGs, thinking I'm going to be okay because my doctor's got my hand and he's walking me down this path and I'm doing these tests and I'm going and getting the tests that he's prescribing. But they're all useless. You're right. I mean, the stress test is useless. The useless. EKG is useless. There's there's 700,000 people dying every year of heart attack when they have the technology in this country to prevent it. What are, why are the doctors not uh, talking about these tests? Why are they not recommending the tests? Why are doctors still married to the stress test and the EKG? Give me a good answer. There's no good answer. It's an, and it's, it's, I don't even want to sound like I'm excusing them. Because it, I'm going to say, and we've said this before, if I did it, anyone can do it. 
Like if right. I changed my practice and learned all this stuff in the last five years to, you know, become what I would, you know, pretty competent in prevention, anyone can. Mm-hmm. I'm only special that I did it. Right. In this community where no right. one does anything. Right. Everyone just shows up to their employed job and cashes their check. Now, I have a question for you because one of the major cardiology groups in Troy just recently joined and became, uh, they gave up their ownership to Beaumont Hospital. And I'm just asking you, as a primary care physician, if you got referred to this cardiology group and, you know, they've been functioning on their own for the past 20-something years, and I don't know how many doctors are in there, but maybe, you know, 10, 15, 20, I don't know, cardiologists, why would they want to join up with a hospital? Why would they not just want to stay on their own with their own choices of what they what they do with their patients? That that's another, you know, enigma we don't understand. Well, I'm gonna just say with all due respect, why do I care? You know, what well, why a do cardiologist you care? Yeah, but does. people are still dying. Well, but a cardiology practice is not where prevention is gonna occur. They're being paid big bucks to treat end stage disease and to diagnose end stage disease. And that's why they're doing all these tests that don't do anything to prevent disease. They're screening for opportunities to put in a stent and do a heart cath. Mm-hmm. That's it. And there's plenty of you out there with disease for them to play with. So it's all about fixing it, not preventing it. Right. Let's come back and talk more about this on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. And if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with a concierge practice, please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Collender is with us talking about his personalized concierge practice and explaining the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He's also going to talk about the tests that are available and necessary, which help to prevent heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're encouraging you to only call Dr. Collender directly at 866-COLLENDER. Again, that is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Collender, we're talking about the situation of obviously we've got almost 700,000 people dying every year of heart attack, and most of it is not anticipated a surprise. Somebody drops dead on a stage. Somebody drops dead in a restaurant, and it's like we are all going, how did that happen? And it's always with people that look and seem healthy. And before we went to break, I was talking to you about most of the primary care physicians will just bump you up to your cardiologist. And is the cardiologist even responsible? Is he doing the right test? What is the cardiologist doing for prevention? That's my question. You know, they're not trained for prevention. They're really trained to screen you for surgical events. And this is why heart attack continues to go up and deaths from heart attack have been 650,000 every year and now they're approaching 700,000 deaths a year. So at what point, let me ask you this, at what point does the primary care physician, the internal medicine physician, 
bump you up to going to see a cardiologist? What test is he looking at that says something's wrong here? I don't think it requires any test. These primary care doctors are so busy that if there's any thought of a heart problem, they just refer to the cardiologist. Immediately, you don't it? even have to have a bad test. Well, if you've got five minutes and there's four problems, that's why there's referrals. Mm-hmm. I got a bladder problem, see a urologist. I got a heart, maybe a heart problem, see a cardiologist. My back hurts, go see a, either a, a rehab doctor or a surgeon. Mm-hmm. There's no doctoring in primary care anymore. I mean, is there's prescription refills and referrals. That's all five minutes gets you. Wow. So, and box checking. So... Wait, back up. Box checking? Doing the stuff that insurance pays you for. You know. So when you see your primary care physician, he's got his laptop out. Is that what he's doing? He's doing box they're, checking? They're checking boxes so they get paid. They get paid for mundane data entry that really doesn't impact your health. Okay. So the kicker is now there's data that supports medical management even if you have severe disease. Okay, explain what medical management is. Medical management is what I do. Okay. Consultation on lifestyle, identify all the root causes, and treat them medically with medicines or supplements or whatever, or other disease treatment like oral health management, sleep management, things like that. There's plenty of studies now that have shown in people with chronic angina, which is chest pain from blockage that's stable, Medical management is as good as surgery, except medical management doesn't come with a risk of surgery. So if you take someone in that case and with a cardiologist who isn't interested in medical management, they're going to stent it. Mm -hmm. So now you're going through a procedure to have a stent and, you know, great, you got a stent, but the messaging is you're done. You know, you fix the lesion, you're good. Not really, because you didn't find all the conditions, all the other diseases that impact heart disease. All you did is put a stent in it, a Band-Aid. But that's when the person gets to the point that they have to go into the hospital and have a procedure done. How do all the listeners stop from getting to that point? How do they get access to the necessary testing, the CT cardiac calcium scoring test, the CIMT? How do they get access to that? Well, let's talk about why that's important. Why that's important is it's called disease identification. That's, that's where it starts. All the testing that you're all getting at the, at the doctor's office, which is screening you, is worthless. Cholesterol numbers are worthless. Um, you know, telling you you're prediabetic is, not, is, is negligence. You know, you need to treat prediabetes or insulin resistance in someone at high risk except none of you even know if you're high risk or not because you're not getting the right tests. So the CIMT is important because it identifies the disease we're treating, and we begin treatment at identification, not waiting until you hit some threshold of disease, which is what the FDA recommends. You know, a lot of the problems are related around disease identification. What does it mean to have plaque? You know, what does it mean to be at risk? Well, how do you get it and how do you control it? And what is the danger point at which you're going into a situation where you may wind up in surgery? No one knows. Well, the danger, I mean, but that's, I'll say, insurance thought. You know, that's insurance speak. 
you know, when are you in danger? When do we call a disease? When do we label it a diagnosis? I don't, the disease, the, the diagnosis to me is the condition of plaque. Where whatever you have, if you have plaque period, to the greatest, most specific, strict definition, you have it. Now let's treat it. Okay, let's be clear to the listeners. A stethoscope, an EKG, and a stress test are not going to identify plaque. Correct. And so, therefore, it is... Nor a, is a cholesterol level. Right. Nor is a hemoglobin A1C. So, all the tests that you may or may not get in your primary care physician's office are pretty much useless as far as diagnosing what is going on Neither inside. is your weight. Yeah, good point. Weight, to me, is not a data point that matters. Mm-hmm. So what's missing from this picture? What's missing from this picture is that the primary care physicians are not writing prescriptions for the tests that identify that you do actually have plaque. This area in particular, I'm going to call this area Metro Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, north of Lansing through Toledo and probably beyond. And just as far east and west. There's not enough of us, meaning, you know, doctors who are out of the system looking at disease processes differently. The doctors in this area have been coddled by insurance because of the big three. Too good a coverage. Too good a reimbursement. And so... You're talking about the automotive companies? Yeah. What do you mean coddled by? Help me understand this, because not that I care, but... What's that all about? Even though the auto industry has not been, you know, the same for a long time, the idea that everyone had a gold-plated Blue Cross card that paid for everything. Did they? Yeah. That was auto. What do you mean gold-plated? They're not, they didn't get the test, so you still got the, the numbers are going up. And, and I'm going back a long time, you know, like numbers when are I still first going started. That's still going up. But it created a mindset in this region. Mindset of That insurance whom? covers everything. Mindset of what the employees, the of of people with commercial insurance that insurance covers things. Now things are changing, but unfortunately the doctors have all sold out. They all sold their practices to a company or a hospital. And when you've sold your book of work, like an accountant would never sell their book of work. A financial advisor would never sell their book of work without being able to. Why leave. would a, Why would a cardiac practice answer me this sell out to a hospital? They were doing pretty well without. They did. They don't need the hospital for whatever reason. Money. Well, they get paid more if they belong to probably. a hospital. They're, they're probably near retirement, and they said, "Well, I'm going to work for five more years or whatever, and take a bloated salary to refer all of my testing to the hospital." And that's what the hospital does. And now they own those charts. Mm -hmm. So now the hospital owns the chart. The doctor can't sell it to another practice. What's in it for the patient? Nothing. Because now they're trapped in a practice that's stuck in the broken system. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard. You know, how does someone coming out of med school start a practice that's flexible and intuitive and has initiative? They can't anymore. Sad situation, but we're going to have to come back and talk about that some more on the other side of the break. You are listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show, and if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with a concierge practice, please reach out to Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. 
Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board-certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Collender is here with us talking about his personalized concierge practice and explaining the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He's also talking about the simple tests that are available and necessary, but that are seldom prescribed, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're asking you to only call Dr. Collender directly at 866-COLLENDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Collender, you're one of the very few physicians in this area that specializes in prevention. You've dedicated your practice and your life to preventing disease so that people don't die of a heart attack. They don't drop dead on a stage. They are not prematurely dying. They're not being rushed to the hospital for a stent. And, you know, recently I was asked by our magazine, The Health Guide, to write an article on what are the preventative tests. So I'm encouraging everybody to get a copy when it comes out of The Health Guide because it explains what these tests are and why it is so imperative to be your own advocate and get these tests because it's doubtful that your doctor is going to encourage you to get them. Am I, am I right, Dr. Collender? In Doctors saying this? don't even know they exist. That's true. They don't even know what these tests are, and they may have heard of them and go, oh, I know what that is. They don't know what to do with it. Right. So we've talked all the time about having a test is meaningless without having someone that knows what to do with it, and that's the most important thing. Getting the data doesn't help you without a plan, Right. a real plan. And, you know, I want to talk about another patient for a minute. Yeah. You know, this is a 67-year-old guy, and he's in ridiculous shape. Like, I mean, you see this guy, he doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. He works out like a fiend. Ridiculously good shape, you mean? Good shape. Mm -hmm. Right, good shape. How long has he been your patient? A couple years. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, had his CIMT, you know, his first one about a year and a half ago. And I was shocked at how bad it was. Plaque and a high IMT. And you just wouldn't know. So, and again, he's not a, he's not all in, you know, he's a reluctant patient, but the point is that you do not have to be perfect to achieve prevention and achieve the result. He can't be that reluctant because he joined your practice. Well, he did join, but still joining and then doing, well, again, the, you just hearing the messaging, hearing what you need to do does impact and seeing the data seeing your IMT, that's a very impactful result mm-hmm. because when you see these numbers and you see the pictures, you're like, oh, that's me. And when you understand what it means that you don't have to have a blockage to be at risk. Mm-hmm. Actually, people without blockage are at high risk. Mm-hmm. Plaque rupture that kills people occurs in subclinical disease, which means disease that's not blocking anything, disease that's below 50%. Mm-hmm below the threshold of a cardiologist to even think about it. Mm -hmm. That's the disease that kills people. Right. That's why disease identification has to be strict, not lax. 
Don't wait for 60, 70% to go, oh, this is plaque. I mean, right now, you don't get a diagnosis of coronary artery disease unless you've had a heart attack or had a surgery. Well, a few months ago, even all the, the people that work in your office all voluntarily took the CIMT and the results were shocking. Let's talk about that. Who had the worst test scores? Well, the worst test was, you know, a 21-year-old. 21, you know, my, our, our What kind of shape is she in? She's 21, tall, thin, and you'd not think anything of it. She had the worst IMT and, and plaque burden in the, in the office. And so just like the musician, just like, you know, all the patients, you cannot make a single assumption about your health. You've got to have the data and then put a personalized plan together based on what your drivers of disease are, address them, and guess what? I don't care who you are, how old you are, what you think about anything, your arteries are going to get better because you're just going to do the things you got to do. Mm -hmm. And having follow-up data points guides our process. So we don't, no one gets caught off guard. I don't get caught off guard by anybody. Just repeat a CIMT, know where the numbers are. All right, we're good. Great. Keep going. Work harder. I'll work harder. So your age and your weight and how you look and how much you exercise and how well you eat and how vegan you are or how responsible you are about taking care of your health, all of that means nothing. We've got to take a deeper dive. No, it means nothing. But when you have the data, you're going to change. I don't care how Right, but they have to have, my point is they have the to have data. the diagnostic tests. Right. They're not going anywhere if they don't have these diagnostic tests. They're just playing a guessing game. We should just call them screening tests because that's what they are. It's, we're screening for disease. You know, one of my patients used to go, oh, you're fishing for things. I go, damn right we're fishing. Of course you're this fishing. This is how we got to find things before they become clinically relevant. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you we've lost 10 to 20 years of some condition gnawing you out from the inside, killing you, right. aging you, and causing symptoms that are unpredictable. So the, the message here is let's not be impressed by our annual physical where we get a stress test or uh, an electrocardiogram or the doctor's got a stethoscope on you or they're taking a blood test. None of that has anything to do with the predictability of you having a heart attack or having a cardiac problem. And not how you look, how lean you are, right. how, you know, how many muscles you have or how many rolls you have. Right. None of that matters. You've got to get the data about you that we can manage and move and work with. So what it all comes down to is that you need these diagnostic tests. Everybody listening should get all of these diagnostic tests. The reason why they're not recommended is because they're not covered by insurance but the CT cardiac calcium scoring test costs $100. You get it at the hospital. CIMT is 250 What other tests they need to get? Well, in our practice, we do a Cognaview, which is a pretty uh, sensitive and difficult um, memory test. It, I look at it as a functional memory test. You cannot prepare for it. You can't cheat at it. You can't learn it ahead of time. And it, and it, I look at this as a, a screen for dementia. We do genetic testing. Um, we do fractional lipids, although I care less and less about lipids over time. We look at insulin resistance. 
sleep, oral health, all of these things right. impact. And I don't care that your dentist says you're fine, and I don't care that what you think about sleep. We're screening for all of it because people with or without plaque have bad oral disease that uh, puts them at risk for chronic illness, and they have sleep issues that they don't know about. Very important because most doctors are not talking about or insisting that their patients get a sleep apnea test because, as you've talked about many times, that leads to cardiac problems. And not just that, it leads to all those things lead to dementia, other neurogenerative diseases, and symptoms that you don't think about as related to sleep or oral health. You know, gut health problems, skin problems, joint problems. So I'm never uh, bored about what happens to people who change their lifestyle. A lot of things get better. Bottom line, you have to be your own advocate and make sure that you get the necessary testing and screening. Very important. Unfortunately, we're out of time. And that wraps it up for the Colander Medical Radio Show and News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. And again, I want to thank Dr. Colander for talking to us about taking charge of our health, being proactive, avoiding heart attack and stroke, and more importantly, what you can do to halt or reverse the process of chronic degenerative disease. It's never too late to start. For more information on today's show or how to learn more about how you can engage with a personal primary care practice, you can call Colander Medical directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that's 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you've become more aware of your options in preventing and reversing disease. Once again, you can reach out to Colander Medical at 866-COLANDER. Thank you for listening. Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.